Aunt Rebecca in Gardening Related. And this is Elizabeth. I'm over on the East Coast. And I'm on the very hot West Coast. Oh, it's hot here, too. It is. It's been an unusually hot summer for everybody. Yes. Yes, it certainly has. We, um, I was actually just at a, at a showing and, uh, I'm showing a, um, a house to, to a rehabber. So, you know, we're, we're looking at just like, uh, it, not a good house, not a good house, not a good price range. It's, it needed a lot, a lot, a lot of work. I don't, of work. I, I don't think he's going to go with it because it was just so much work, but we we walk we walk around back and out the deck and I thought I heard a yeah. chicken and I was like no that can't be because I was just feeding my own chickens I'm like I'm just I'm hallucinating chicken sounds yes. you know it must be that it's the heat so we walk we walk down into the yard and nope they're in this completely abandoned house there there is a chicken coop underneath the house oh and. My gosh. And there are, you know, six or seven chickens in the chicken coop. They didn't have food or water. Oh, it looked no. like, I mean, they had it. They had, you know, the the, 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 bowls. the bowls, but they were all empty. So before we before we went on to the next house, I'm like, I'm sorry, guys, I'm going to make you wait because we're going to get these chickens some water. Yes. <laughs> I ran around and tried every tap and um, the taps on the inside of the house were were off, but the hose was on. Thank goodness. So I I filled their water up and then I texted the listing agent like, hey, you might want to look into getting your chickens fed, getting your seller's chickens feds, because oh my goodness, that would be a terrible stink. Yes. Yes. It would be like it's 93 degrees. I cannot. I cannot leave this the showing knowing well, that animals do not have water. Like yes, that is, it would be like, yes, it would be like leaving puppies. It would yeah, be horrible. Right? right? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, you're gonna have to go back and check on them. You know that. <laughs> well, I texted the listing agent and I was like, you know, have your seller look after them. But I, I think I may, I may check up on them. And uh, who, who knows? <laughs> Are they close enough for you to drive to? Oh yeah, yeah, they're, you know, they're quite close. So, yeah. It's uh I'm going to I'm going to be asking you about them. Yes, <laughs> do. Do okay. we, all, we all have to watch out for each other, right? Especially in this heat. Exactly. Maybe they need to go in with your chickens. You know, I'm not going to steal someone's chickens. We're going to say on public record. A public record. No, no, we're not going to do that. But you might have to borrow them and look after them for a while and return them when the new owners wa- want them. If they do, it was, yeah, yeah. You know, I I, I might just do a couple drive bys and I think just that's a make good sure idea. make sure that they're they're well looked after. I think. I think. <laughs> I can't imagine you not making sure that animals are well well looked after. I can't imagine right. you doing that. Right? Yeah. No. No. And uh, I'm going to sacrifice a, a little a little shred of uh, professionalism to make sure that these chickens don't die of heat stroke today. I don't think that's a shred of professionalism. I think that's a great big hunk of humanity. Right? Yes. That. Yeah. I mean, that that was my logic. Is you know, life outweighs getting to the next showing on time you're gonna that's wait. right that's right that's right and you know it gives them more time to think about the house maybe the pluses 
as well as the minuses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the next house that we saw was fabulous. So, you know, and, and a much, much better um, potential for for a fixer upper and flipper. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you. yeah. You. Yeah. So it all worked out. So by the time this gets published into the real public world, you can think about whether you wanted all that on the podcast and speak to Haunt. And we need to probably talk about uh, a couple of things. We need to talk about it's getting it's going to probably be getting a little bit chillier in mid-September to late September, because that's when maybe it'll hit the airwaves. Mm-hmm. And how to clean up your garden a little bit. Yep, yep. You know, you'll be harvesting the rest of your tomatoes. If you've had a frost, if you're in cold areas and you've already had a frost or are bound to have a frost in the next few days, can you imagine that in hot August as we're talking? Oh, my goodness. A frost sounds incredible right about now. I know. <clears throat> You can rip up your tomato plants. Oh? Yes. Turn them upside down and put them, hang them in the garage. Oh, and why would I do that? (laughs) Because the tomatoes, the green tomatoes on them will ripen on the vine, upside down, drying out on their tomato plant. Now you're going to lose a lot of tomatoes as you rip it out and turn it upside down. And those tomatoes you'll deal with however you deal with. You know, if some of you'll, some will will ripen, some you'll have to wait till ripen. But if you do that, and I have never done this because I've never had enough room in my garage for it, (laughs) nor strength to rip up an eight foot tomato plant. But if you can and have the inkling to, I've heard that works. That is fascinating. I mean, that is that is really cool. Yeah. So I was thinking about saving a tomato plant. Yes. And over the winter. Yes. So that it would be good to go in the summer. Because one of one of my disappointments was that my tomato plants and I think in general, my plants didn't get as big as I wanted them to. And um, so I I think. I definitely need to start earlier next year. Um, But also, uh, if I could save a tomato plant and keep it till next year, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. You know? So, yes, I do know. And there's several things you can do. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that we talked about early in the spring was season extenders. Yeah. Do you remember that in... uh, Late May, early June, you had almost snow. Yeah. You had a wet, cold spring. And you you lost a great deal of some of your little crops. Yeah. Be- yeah. Because you put them out. So I want you to get over the guilt of having to start earlier. You couldn't have started earlier. <laughs> You're right. You're right. No guilt. Yeah. No guilt. <clears throat> some years just don't work. Some years do. <clears throat> the other thing is that if you want a bigger plant, you're going to have to feed it more. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And because you're asking a plant to go from seed in January to humongous, luscious, gorgeous, producing, kicking out tomatoes left and right in, uh, what, eight months, nine months? Right. Uh, yeah. You've got to feed that baby all the damn time. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. And that's okay. That's why I add massive amounts of manure. Now, a lot of people will tell you that manure makes leaves, not not um, tomatoes. And they're right. <clears throat> but it also makes a bigger plant that can tolerate hot more, which mm. is what we need, mm-hmm. as well as a little chill more. Ah, uh, yeah. Now, I can recommend if you want to dig up your tomato, get your smallest tomato plant. That's a good idea. Yes, because it's going to grow. It's going to keep growing, I'm sure. And your biggest pot, <clears throat> the biggest pot that you can lift. Your biggest pot may be a ceramic one. Do, do not put it in a ceramic pot. You and, and Forrest will get hernias hauling it into the house because you're, <laughs> in, the, you're in the second story. <clears throat> yes. Get, get a big, ugly ceramic pot. You don't care. I mean, a, a plastic pot. You plastic. don't care what it, yeah. Yeah. You don't care what it looks like. Secondly, full it halfway through full of manure and a halfway with garden soil or grape okay. soil. And mix them mix them together. Mix them together. <clears throat> I would uh I would not feed it anymore once you've got it transplanted into there. It's not gonna be deep enough because tomatoes historically go down the taproot goes down sometimes three feet. Wow. Wow. So you are not going to. That's why I said get your smallest one. Now, your smallest one might only be a foot and a half, which is good news for you for the pot. Right, right. Secondly, I've never done this. I've never transplanted a tomato from the ground to the thing. I've always started in a pot. I tried to do that with peppers in my greenhouse, but yeah. my greenhouse plastic fell apart and it froze the peppers on it twice. I was Aww. so I was so ticked <laughs> off. Oh, so if you want to do that, you're going to have to put it in your sunniest window and it still mm-hmm. will not get enough light. Right. Unless, right. Unless you have a southern window. Do you have a southern window? I do. I do. I have uh, I have a whole bunch of southern windows. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. That are well heated. Yes. Yeah. Well heated. Um, yeah. It's in front of, you know, a heat grate. Forrest is um, slowly freaking out as he's realizing that the house is becoming less house, more jungle. Yes. So <laughs> he is. This is uh, he's like, I didn't even notice that you took any of the plants out of the the living room. Until, like, I thought that all of these plants just appeared in the yard. There are so many plants. I couldn't tell that there were less. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is normal husband reaction. <clears throat> it is. It is. If you yeah. if you go on to addicted to gardening, there are some husbands who refuse to let their wife buy any more plants, and I tell them to get a really good lawyer. <laughs> yes, you know, I think uh, I think one thing that we need to talk more of is um, uh, gardening husbanding or husbandry. You know, yes. and I don't mean I don't be, mean animal husbandry. I mean gardening <laughs> husbandry. You, you do. You, you have to uh, envelop them into the process. Yes. When I, I, I don't know if Haunt is listening. Of course, he's listening. But I discovered <laughs> something that when I got too tired to do a, a, a piece of my garden early mm-hmm. on, when I only had a, a small lot <clears throat> in a suburban area, I asked Haunt to do it. <clears throat> yeah, and something yeah. and something miraculous happened. Really, mm-hmm. truly miraculous. From that point on, that was the best kept area of the garden. Uh huh. That was the one. That was the one that got the most attention. That got the most focus. That got the most weeding. That got the most watering because it was his little piece. 
Yeah. Yeah. I highly recommend that to any woman who is trying to envelop her, her husband into the gardening process. Yeah. Give him a little piece of the garden, a, a, a tomato plant and mm. some basil and promise him great spaghetti in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. Give your partners. Yeah. Your husbands or, or your wives or, you know, whatever's. Yes. Um, yeah. You've got to kind of inveigle enlist them into the garden. <clears throat> yes. And indoctrinate uh, them. Yes. Get them involved. Yes. Show that make them plant a seed. And then, oh, my God, the, the high that you get out of watching watching that little seed grow. Oh, I my know. goodness. <clears throat> It it's is incredible. magic. You, it you is feel like antidepressant. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. And also, if they're doing it to save you, oh my God, you're so tired. If right. they're doing it to save you, it's perfect. They become yeah. the savior. Yeah. They become the caretaker of this patch, and they become entwined mm-hmm. in the gardening process. Now, <clears throat> you need to know that your tomato will. I would. What's wrong? You're looking we're getting, funny. We're getting <clears throat> some major rain outside right now. Oh, nice. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Do you see the trees bl- blowing? Yes, it is, I do. It's blowing big now. Oh, yay. Good. We need it. We need God's it. God's watering <clears throat> just turned on. <laughs> so you will lose mm-hmm. some of your plants. I lost a lot of my geraniums this year because I just couldn't keep up with watering them in the winter. <clears throat> yeah. And that's yeah. okay. <clears throat> You'll just have to figure it out. There was a woman I knew in Boston who used to rip out her geraniums. I mean, rip them out of the soil, put them on a countertop in her basement with no light, no water, and roots exposed, and plant them again in the spring. And they lived. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's insane. Wait, so just for, for months, no light, no water, roots exposed, and they just like hibernate. Yes. That's now, amazing. She, had, she probably had had to cut them back to the nub, but they still started leafing out again. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah because I have um, uh, citronella geraniums and they turned into bushes. I love yes. it. I'm <clears throat> so proud of them. Um, and I think they have done some some good jobs keeping the mosquitoes away. And I think good. I am. You were the one who recommended, I think, a couple po- episodes ago that I turn their leaves back into like citronella oil yeah, to use next year. So I think I'm going yeah. to do that. But I'd love to save, you know, one or two of them to plant next year. Right. Because oh. we are buggy. You know, we're we're up near the Adirondacks. We have the bugs. Okay, fair enough. I don't think that you should think about just saving one or two. I think you should try to save them all. Okay. Are, are they in a, a big ceramic pot? No, they're in the ground right now. They're in a bed. In the ground? Yeah. How interesting. I wouldn't have thought that. <clears throat> First of all, <clears throat> geraniums have a very easy germination uh, rooting system. You can okay. stick them in water and root them. So my suggestion to you huh. is that that you um, nip them in the bud. Take off as many cuttings as you want, thinking that 50% you'll lose. Just do it. <clears throat> if you okay. don't get the 50% dead, if you get only 1% dead, you'll have twice as many plants. Yeah. Root them up. <clears throat> stick them in your willow water. Yes. Yes. 
and root them up in the sunlight around your kitchen sink or in a windowsill or something. When they get a nice healthy root system, pot them up into small pots and grow them on so that when next summer, when you're ready, you've got umpteen million more, not just two. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yes. Right? Yes. Absolutely. And you, can, you can also try to dig those up, but um, I, I'm not giving them much you chance, think, but you can try. Yeah. I would try. try. I'll try. I mean, so I uh, I planted a bed. Um, oh gosh, this was like this was like mid June, so yeah, you know, pretty late in the season. But I wanted a bed by our octagon slab that we all hang out on. Um, yes. And yes. you know, I wanted to, to surround you. it. Yeah, I wanted to surround it with flowers, and the geraniums were perfect because they're yeah mosquito repellent. Yeah. Um. And so I stuck them in the ground and I planted some other wildflowers. They are still trying, you know, I mean, they're, they're a couple inches tall right now. No, they're, they're a little bit taller than that. They're, you know, I'm getting some little tiny buds on them just yet, but I, I think it was just like way too late. I watered them every day. Um, but then also the chickens get in into the, the bed. They they root around. They're mostly pretty good, but yeah, yeah. I have some lemongrass in there now, and um, oh oh oh. So after our conversation, <laughs> did we have? Did I tell you that I got a Rosa Sharon? I think I may no. have. I got no. a Rosa Sharon. Yeah, okay. yeah. And so I planted that by the bed too. Good. Good. Yep, and I have some strawberries in there. And next year, it's going to come up with bulbs and everything. Um, Good. And it'll be my strawberry flower bed. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Now, what kind of bulbs did you plant? Um, I forgot and lost the label. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. But, but I planted I planted these bulbs. They came right up. So they're about to pop in the next like week, I would say. Okay. Probably less. So, so maybe lilies? No, they're not lilies. I know that. Okay. It was a weird name. And I Noreen? Will, no. I think it might have been a B. When they come <laughs> You, you, this is this is this is me being you know the uh exactly what not to do i didn't listen to aunt rebecca and take notes when i planted my garden and then i lost the tag on the bulbs i lose the tag on all kinds of things you are normal you are a normal human being gardener person who gets excited plants the things and then thinks wait a minute what did i do uh, yeah. What, what, wait. What are those? And when I planted them, I was very excited to have. And now, you know, I'm still excited to have them. Just no idea what they are. If they're coming up late, it could be any number of things. It could be naked ladies. It could be Noreen. It could be all a, a colchicum. It could be all kinds of things. So we'll just see. Yeah, we'll see. And when they come up, I'll I'll send you a picture and, and we'll I'll mark them. The, yeah, you'll identify them in two seconds flat. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I couldn't identify my own culticum this year. It was really sad. I thought I was getting really bad Alzheimer's. And then I remembered. <clears throat> then I remembered. So 
I was going to ask you some. Oh, getting back to your tomato that you're going to plant inside. I would expect yes. it to die okay. or die back. When you take a, a plant out of the ground, mm-hmm. you're, you're almost guaranteed that you're not going to get all of the root system. Right. So therefore, you should cut it back a bit so that the roots that are there will feed the plant that you that you're asking to live on. Got it. Got it. And yes. that, that, that goes for every plant in the world. As above, so below, right? Yes. <clears throat> yes. Got it. As above, so below. So <clears throat> don't expect more tomatoes from it for a while. Mm-hmm. And if you pull it in, it may surprise you. It may get tomatoes. Really? It, it may. <clears throat> and it may not. It depends on what kind of... What kind of uh, thing it is, if it's a, determ- a tomato, it is, if it's determinate or indeterminate, if it's a cherry, it, they're going to ripen more than if it's a big one like that. <clears throat> got it. Got it. I love your enthusiasm and your uh, I- willingness to experiment. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've got nothing to lose. And um, I think you're right. What you said a couple couple episodes ago about there's always next year. Yeah. There's always next year. And that is what keeps you going. You know, I would if if I had to start all over again, I would keep more notes. Mm. I learned about uh, uh, a very famous gardener named Christopher Lloyd, who has a garden called who had a garden named Great Dixter. He's like the pinnacle of gardening. Yeah. He knew he knew all of the flowers' names in Latin by the time he was three. Wow. He was a brilliant genius. And he gardened uh, all of his life and he changed his his parents' gardening into the most one of the most famous gardens in all of the world, Great Dixter. You can look it up, you can see it. Some of the pictures you're gonna go, eh. What's so great about that? It looks like there's it's full of weeds. He has a meadow so that he does bee pollination and stuff. He turned his mother's rose garden. Now, <clears throat> this was a garden his parents paid a very, very, very famous garden designer in 1903 oh. to design. And oh. he ripped it up. He <gasps> ripped it up. Oh, no. <laughs> he ripped it up. And instead of his mother's beautiful roses, which you know, everybody in England knows you can grow a rose, right. <clears throat> he, rip, he ripped it up and he put an exotic tropical garden that looks like crap until August. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> it's like nobody does that. Yeah. What he does or did, and I read it in a book, he recommended to every gardener that he goes out with a, with a pad. Yeah. And a, a very trusty pen or pencil, one that will write no matter what. <clears throat> and that nowadays you can get waterproof paper. <clears throat> and he makes notes. <clears throat> he makes notes on the um, on all of the things that he wants changed. And I took classes from his head gardener. After Christopher died, he left it in the care of a brilliant man named Fergus Garrett, who was his head gardener. And Fergus, because they needed to create the gardening ongoing after Christopher died, started teaching workshops. And I took two of them. And he said that most of gardening, once you've got your garden in, is editing. Ah, yes. And you're not expected to know 
and remember every single thing. But if you take notes and then go over your notes, yeah, you've yeah. got your brain back. You've got your notes back. You've got that moment when you were standing there going, oh, that doesn't really work at all. This doesn't work. Yeah, because it's so hard to remember what you were thinking back in June when it's you know, December and you're, you're looking at your seed catalog thinking now, what did I need? Did I need something tall? Did I need something spiky, something bushy? Exactly. And Christopher had luckily four or five gardeners to tell lucky him. We only have ourselves to tell and maybe a reluctant husband (laughs) or maybe, or maybe a really happy husband. You never know. Yes. Yes. But If you don't remember, you can't tell them. And then it grows bigger the next year. And then it grows bigger the next year. And before you know it, it's choking out the tree or it's choking out the rose. Or it would go so beautifully because it's blooming at the same time that this and so is over there that has nothing else to bloom with it. And if you just moved it, it would be shockingly beautiful. But you don't remember. If you could keep notes, date them. Yes, yes. Date your notes. And and I trust, believe me, the next year, if you have planted it, sometimes they won't bloom at the same time because the weather's different. Right, exactly, exactly. So there's no such thing as perfect planning. We are working very much with nature. That's right. <laughs> or for nature, rather. We're working no, I think for, it's more... Yeah. For nature, well, maybe, but we're working with nature, yeah. and and the weather is part of nature, and she has her own mind. Oh, yes, she does, and there's nothing that we can do about it. No, there really isn't, but I do think that if you could keep notes, take them at night, take them while you're standing there, Yeah, make your own shorthand number or name your beds so you know where you are. Yes, yeah. So that it's not... Uh, lilac needs to be moved. No, that's not a decent note. Which lilac, where, mm-hmm. and where yeah. are you going to put it? Red rose needs to go next to Elysium. Where's the Elysium? You have to, you have to be more specific than that, but you can still shortcut it. Yes. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's amazing what, you know, I mean, I helped in in my mother's garden and in your garden. And I had a bit of experience with gardening. Yes. But it's incredible when you have your own garden, when you're looking and planning your own plants and watching them, you know, come out the ownership that you have over it. But then also the eye that I feel like I, I have now, um, the things that I was noticing just driving around or visiting, you know, the tulip garden in Albany or all of the Irish gardens. And you see, you see them so differently. It's yes, you do. so interesting to reflect on, <clears throat> you know, okay, I had no idea how to plan before this summer. And now I think going into this winter, I'm going to have a very busy winter planning and researching everything that I want to put in and do next year. And each year you think, how did I not know that? Yes. As as you learn something new, it's like, duh, how did I not know that? I learned something and I can't remember it now that I thought, "I, I didn't know that it needed sweet soil. I thought I'd always like this. Ash, wood ash creates sweet soil. 
boxwood, I thought for years and years needed sweet soil. It doesn't. It likes acidic. Oh. So I was I was giving it the wrong thing for all these years and then wondering why it wasn't doing as well as the one next to my roadies that I was giving acidic food to. <clears throat> you just... You feel so dumb, but you don't tell people. You just yeah. kind of go, oh, yes, it likes acidic soil. Didn't you know? <laughs> anyway. Yes. Yes, Elizabeth, exactly. Yeah. As you try something, you're – is it still raining? It is. It is. I love it. <laughs> it's great. As you, as you try it. something, yeah. As you try something, all of your intelligence and all of your awareness kicks in and you begin to see more and understand more and learn more. Yeah. Yes. And that's, and that's why it's really fun to go to different gardeners. Once you've had the opportunity to garden for a while, it's like, look what they put together. Yes. I went... I went to Munich with you in late October. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. And I went to a little gardening stand there <clears throat> because nothing was blooming because it was so cold in oh Germany. God, it was. It was. It was. It was so cold. And there in this little stand, they had all these things for um, for Easter. Which I don't know why, but they did. <clears throat> Goose. And, maybe it was Christmas. And um, <clears throat> they had together Heather and cyclamen blooming because uh -huh. they both bloomed at the same time there in the cool. Interesting. Yeah. I had never seen that. I was like, oh my God, it's a head uh, knocking experience. It's a forehead knock. It was like, why didn't I think of that? Yes. But, yes. <clears throat> so when you take notes, mm -hmm. you give yourself years advantage because I guarantee you, you will go back to that bed if you haven't taken the notes the next year and go, oh, shoot, I meant to replant that. I meant to transplant that. I can't now. It's too late. Yes. Yeah. I have to wait until next year. Yep. Even setting calendar reminders for yourself. Move this. Do that. Right. So now we're in, because by the time this gets published, it's going to be starting to be mid to late September, let's say. So even though I would love to talk about more things to do with heat, like don't feed anything anymore. Got don't it. feed it. Especially, uh, perennials wise. Vegetable wise, feed them. Yes. Perennials, roses and all your other things. All you're going to be doing is making um, the rose um, freeze more in the winter on their tender tips. You don't want them growing more. Mm, that makes <clears throat> sense. That makes sense. Do, I would not deadhead your roses much after um, the 20th or 30th of August. Uh-huh. You, you can want cut them, them all closed up and hardened <clears throat> so that they're, you, yeah. yes. <clears throat> And if they have rose hips, all the better. If they don't, I that's love okay. rose hips. I love yes. rose hips. Yes. So, when you are starting to clean up your garden, look at the stuff that's first dead, get that out. Okay. Like if your tomato plants and your basil and your dahlias and your um, uh, whatever else is tender, um, peppers, yeah. have all turned black because you've had a hard frost. Yep. You can certainly try and pick off whatever's left of the fruit. If it's, if there's even half a tomato left, you can cut it in half and use that tomato, you know, in a stew or something. Or the same thing with peppers and stuff. <clears throat> 
there are certain things like onions, which can stay in the ground for a little while if you if they've broken, just for a little while though. Then there's things like carrots that love the that love the frost and they turn sweeter. Ah, yes, yeah. So you kind of have to read up on each and every one of them. <clears throat> but to clean them out <clears throat> is one thing. Now I'm going to say just the opposite to your flower beds. Don't clean them. Don't clean them. Just Don't let clean them farrow. Them. Let them go. Let them die back. If there's ma- massive weeds in them, obviously dig those out. <clears throat> okay. But if there, but if there's not, if it's if it's just nice flowers, let them die back. Except for your dahlias and your um, uh, gladiolus that you need to pull up, <clears throat> because good bugs and animals need the cover. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. Now your groundhog may love that, which is bad news. <laughs> yes. And he is fat. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness, is our groundhog so fat? Oh, I look at I look at him and he's just yeah. Yeah. Well, he's well, storing up well nourished. Yeah. Well, does he hibernate, do you know? I have no idea. That's a really good question. I should really learn more about my neighbors. <laughs> Being the groundhog. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is that um, you can put up, Elizabeth, now is the time from now until Thanksgiving even, depending yeah. on the area, um, when everything goes on sale. Yes. In in nurseries. So not only can you buy cheap plants right now and stuff, but you can also buy cheap, cheap little fencing. Mm-hmm. Now, listen... You know that there's some that kind of fold over. They're about a foot wide and they're about a foot and a half tall. And maybe that's not tall enough for your groundhog. So you could get some chicken wire or whatever and help yourself do more. You can fence around your flowers. Yes. Yeah. And keep your groundhog at bay. Mm-hmm. Second, I would, if I were you, because you're going to be there next year, I would give him his own garden. Yes. So I think one of the one of the things that I did right was make the compost pile in his backyard. I think that's so a great the idea. First place that he goes in the morning is the compost pile. <laughs> he and has- I have no problem with that. Eat as much as you want out of the compost pile. Good. Go for it, man. Go for it. And then also it is it is adorable. He hangs out with the chickens. They of get course, along because oh be, yeah because they eat the same things. They eat the same things, and and he'll go after the chicken food too. Yeah. And now now he knows that you know I put the water out right under the willow tree for for them every morning, and so he he definitely has a little sip of the water. And uh, I stop putting the food out because he'll just turn it upside down and gorge it before the the chickens can have any. No wonder he's fat. Yeah. Yeah, some of that is my chicken food. Um, But yeah, no, they are adorable. And honestly, with giving him a little bit of the compost pile and when I pick weeds or, you know, pull up bitter lettuce, I'll leave it. I'll leave it by his hole. Does he eat it? I mean, it's gone the next day. Yeah, he eats it. It's gone. And it, it seems to keep him at bay. Now, I don't know if I'm... You know, 
getting him too used to uh to what i'm doing and spoiling him but he hasn't gone into my garden bed i'm gonna get you some groundhog books for christmas that's what i'm that's what you're getting for christmas for me groundhog books sounds good sounds good (laughs) because i don't know either i've never had one i've never had one so this is good news. And next year, I would look at what he loves and plant some right around where he lives. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an excellent idea. And it, maybe instead of trying to cage all of your garden, you try to cage him in. Uh, I don't, I don't know if that's cruel. He has so many holes. He has so oh, many holes. 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 I forgot holes. So many holes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, you know. I think I, I think it's similar to like what we were talking about with bugs where you, you plant trap trap plants, you know, that that attract the, the bugs that you don't want. That's right. And before they get to the stuff that you you uh, actually care about. Yeah. So I think it's the same way with the groundhog is, you know, at least that's that's my uneducated theory right now. And maybe I'm novice, but planting trap trap plants might be the way to go with him and also maybe there's things he can't stand and you plant that around the extraneous holes yeah i truly don't know and i should have done my homework this year on groundhogs but i had my hands full with my own garden my fault um (laughs) in cleaning up your garden some more yes you want to do certain things so that you're thinking of next year Mm mm-hmm for example, in your veggies, because you're going to rip them out when they're dead and they're not going to produce anymore. You want to think about what you're going to plant where next year. And you're going to think, Rebecca, that's too soon. You have to rotate your crops. Right, right. Uh, and I thought, oh, that's stupid because I need one place for my tomatoes and one place for my peppers. And that's the, that's what. No, 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 no because it'll deplete the soil, right? It, no, it's not about the soil because you can always put good stuff in the soil. It's about the bad bugs. Oh, the bad bugs know where to find your tomatoes. If you keep planting them in the same spot. Huh? Well, that makes sense. The cucumber beetles will always know where the cucumbers are. Yes. The cabbage, the cabbage moths where the cabbage is. So when you start rotating your crops, you need to be aware that the nightshade plants like tomatoes, potatoes, which should not be grown together, Um, peppers, um, there's some other ones. I I can't, off the top, you guys know what I'm talking about. Shouldn't be grown in the same areas that you grew them in last year. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. And the coal crops like uh, broccoli and cauliflower and Brussels sprouts and cabbage should be grown in those places. Now, as you... As you rip out the tomatoes, put in cabbage. Yes. Okay. Don't put in cabbage seeds. Put in cabbage starts because it'll be too late by mid-September for you to start seeds. You won't get a crop. Oh, Oh, so you're saying I can put cabbage in in September? Yes. What? That's insane. Well, if you put in a good cabbage start, a good largest size cabbage start if you started the seeds now right you, well yeah and you put in the good cabbage start now and then we do a season extender you wrap around a wall of water uh-huh 
That's another thing I'm getting you for Christmas. But I'm not telling you anything else of what I'm getting you for Christmas because it would just ruin <laughs> Christmas. <clears throat> Walls of water are the best season extender I know of. Yes. Yeah. And so you can you could grow a cabbage on even in some snow with walls of water. That's insane. Yes. Now wow. you know and I mean that's just that's just water insulation. That's amazing. It is. But <clears throat> the sun will heat it up enough <clears throat> and then cabbage likes cool weather. So does broccoli, so does Brussels sprout. They need cool weather. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So you have to think about, as you're ripping them out, what you're going to grow where for the next year. Uh-huh. <clears throat> because tomato hornworms, it's harder for them to find the tomatoes if they're halfway across the garden. Got it. That makes sense. <clears throat> I now, love it. <clears throat> so it, it's just one of the ways of fighting the bugs because the bugs outnumber us 10,000 to one. Yeah. They and do. I was I was reading today, I was trying to think about what we were going to talk about today, and I thought about doing some on bugs, and I, you get depressed. <laughs> you get really depressed because there's so damn many of them, and they're yeah. specialized in their own fields, and they know how to evade, and you have to buy, you know, you have to know all these things. However, we do have things that will naturally help you instead of them as well as things that can kill all the bugs. And I want to talk about the insecticide seven, S-E-V-E-N. Yes. yes. It's a powder. <clears throat> it kills everything. It's nuclear waste. It's nuclear. Oh, my God. It's nuclear armament. Oh, my God. <clears throat> and I know that I've seen it online. A lot of people... Uh, when somebody shows them a plant with a lot of bugs on it, they'll say, oh, just throw some seven on it. Oh, my God. Uh. It's kind of like, don't do that. It's blowing up yeah. a hurricane with an atom bomb. You you don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, that's and these are the things that we we need to warn people about. Yes. That's Yeah. <clears throat> You use seven in a locust invasion. That's when you use seven. Uh-huh. Yeah. But like I guarantee full on. I guarantee, full on. Full but on. I, like you can't locusts swarm. They're everywhere. Right. Yeah. But I guarantee you, you won't like the effect because all of the good bugs are dead. Your worms are yeah. dead. All of the nematodes that are good are dead. Everything, everything that can stop you. So all of a sudden then, here come the aphids and the beetles and all of the bad bugs back because you right. used seven and you have no counter defensive. And yeah, all of the good bugs are dead now. And that's with right. The, yeah, yeah. We talk about the bad bugs and we focus on them because that's what we need to defend against. But there are so many good bugs. That's right. And so many important things that you know we need in our soil and we need to keep alive that's right <clears throat> to make it healthy and not just for organic sake but to make yeah. things grow yeah to yeah. make them grow absolutely i have a friend i have a friend who was um who hated ants and loved peonies and she would she would spray her peonies and you know always pick the ants off oh oh Get get those ants off my peonies. 
and her peonies never bloomed. No. I wonder why. Wonder why too. Those ants eat the wax that opens the peony bud. No, I I always saw, saw, when the ants started, I always knew I'd get beautiful peonies. So another reason to pull up your plants when they die, your vegetable plants, is so that you can add some manure, top dress it with manure. You don't have to dig it in because the rain and the snow will do that. Yes, I've heard uh, snow is poor man's fertilizer. It is in a way. And then (laughs) if I had the money, I would tell you to four inch mulch it. Four four inch mulch. Okay. Put four inches of mulch on it so that you, all you have to do is scrape away the spot where you want to put your tomato plant next year or your pepper or whatever, and you're weedless. Ah, yes. Now, for for some more organic gardeners, um, that may not work because I think there are some dyes in mulch. Am I right about that? Well, you get an undyed mulch. I'm talking I'm talking about hog fuel. Got it. Got it. Okay. I'm not talking about rubber. I'm not talking about anything like that. I have, uh, before I could afford it, I have a large vegetable patch that's about, what, uh, 50 by 60, the West Wing haunt. And I couldn't afford to mulch it all for several years. So I put black plastic down. Right. In winter. It's not the greatest because uh, it did make it weedless. And then I put the manure where I wanted my plants. Yeah. And that makes sense. And that makes sense. Now, I think I would like to, if I can afford it, even if you can afford one piece of it in mulch. Yeah. Heavy duty mulch. Heavy duty mulch. And mulch what about is- cardboard? Because we were, we were talking about cardboard and, and the values of cardboard <laughs> earlier on in the year. Yes. Is cardboard a good thing to put down? Cardboard is a great thing to put down, but it won't stop the weed seeds from growing in the spring. Oh, you have it. to put down mulch afterwards. But cardboard is great for the for the worms to come up and eat it. Yes. Worms yes. love cardboard. <clears throat> but <clears throat> if you had, let's pretend that you couldn't do any of this. Let's pretend that you're old and decrepit like me. And <clears throat> all you could do is get somebody to rip out the tomato plants. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And... <clears throat> I look out next spring and there is a huge amount of weeds starting, growing. <clears throat> now comes the cardboard. Uh, okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. For the active weeds, not for your seeds or wintering, but for your active weeds yes. to kill them. Yeah. That's right. <clears throat> that makes sense. So you do what you can as you can afford to and as your budget you know, yes. if, I, if I were a, a gardener that's just barely eking along all winter long, I would be saving cardboard. Uh huh. It yeah. would get, it will give you a leg up on all your weeds. That makes sense. Yeah. If I had more money, I would go to um, uh, mulch. And if I had a lot more money and I had an elegant uh, vegetable patch that I ripped out entirely and I had just bare earth, I would put weed cloth down, then my mulch. Mm. 
Yes. And then I would cut holes in my weed cloth after I put manure on the bottom, then the weed cloth, then the mulch. And because the rain and the snow will rain it in. So my my soil underneath it is kind of yummy. Then I I move some of the mulch, cut an X in my uh, in my weed cloth, and um, amend that hole to wherever I want it for whatever reason I want it for whatever plant I'm planting. And Bob's your uncle, and then you've got a weed free uh, vegetable patch. Beautiful, beautiful. I love it. So that's what I would do, and I have to start thinking as I'm cleaning up where I'm going to put what and how I'm going to keep it weed free all winter so that in the spring I am not automatically overwhelmed because I have 10,000 weeds to pull up. Right. No, the spring is not not the time to be worrying about weeds. It's the time to be caring for your seed starts and and doing the other 10,000 things that need to be done when you're waking up a garden. That's right. And weeds come up faster, it seems to me, than flowers. It's just unfair, but they do. Oh, they do. And the the overwhelm season is awful. (laughs) Yes. So cardboard can help. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. The other other thing I I would do is once I've left all these um, uh, flowers, dead flowers on the ground for most of the winter in the early, early, early spring, I would clean them up and throw mulch on it. And that will help the weeds for early for later spring not come up. Yes, that makes sense. But if you want to plant things like seeds, like mm-hmm. like wildflower seeds and especially poppies. My poppies didn't come up because I had too much mulch in the way. Ah, uh, poppies require light to germinate. You can't yeah. cover them. So <clears throat> that's what you have to start thinking about now. And oh, that walkway that got so weedy, I had to cut down the. I had to mow it down, and then all of the grass seed got in there. You can spread um, cornstarch. In any huh. place that you don't want to have it be reseeded. But that includes, what? yes, cornstarch will stop seeds from reseeding, but it will huh. not, but it will also stop flower seeds from reseeding. Oh, so be careful with that. Yep. Yep. So let's say you've got a driveway and you've mulched, you didn't mulch your driveway and it's turning grassy and mm-hmm. you don't want to, you don't want to put flowers in it because you'll run over it. <clears throat> when yeah, you, it's your driveway. Yeah, it's your yeah. driveway. So you can spread a, 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 it's the cheapest thing, cornstarch. You could spread a box of cornstarch on your driveway, powder well, it. Well, <clears throat> no way. That's insane. God, so cornstarch the- is great for everything. I love cornstarch. <laughs> You're so funny. You're so funny. And so what's true? It's true. It makes everything good. It does. But not grass seeds. Bad bad for grass seeds. And that's wonderful. And that's that's good too. Yes. Because I don't like grass. So there you I go. like cornstarch more than I like grass. I know. And so- I feel like we're talking about my driveway. You know, I'm just spitballing here, but could you also rip out all of your grass or whatever's growing in your driveway or in your path or all those weeds or anything, and then do the moss with the buttermilk and you blend up your moss um, and spray that in um, on your driveway or in your crosswalk? Because I love a mossy crosswalk. You could, um, but you're going to have to be careful because moss gets slippery crosswalk wise. 
Oh, that's true. Well, just like in the cracks of the crosswalk. <clears throat> yes, you, you could know, do that. But yes, that that is a concern. You know, you you'd have to scrub it away from the actual stone. And if I were going to do that, I would put the moss in the middle between the tires of your driveway. Yes. Yes. So you're not running over the moss. That's yeah. right, because that might kill it. Yeah. But you could do it in the middle and that would be really interesting. That would be pretty. Now, I don't think you could do that and also uh, cornstarch it. No, 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 no. It's <clears throat> one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but wherever you want to stop grass, stop everything from growing for just a little while. And we're talking only seeds. Got it. Got it. You use cornstarch. <clears throat> huh. Once it's gotten started, once it's got a root system, you're on your own. Cornstarch won't do a damn thing but laugh at you. <laughs> that makes sense. Yep. Yep. It's not not weed killer. So my suggestion for right now as a wind up, as a, as a we're winding down, <clears throat> is to begin to think about what was the best thing in your garden. What was the best thing in your garden? Oh, gosh. Um, or one of know, the best things. You know, I got so excited about the crocuses. The crocuses get me excited for next year, too. Yes. <clears throat> but I think also um, I loved growing snap peas. I loved growing peas. Definitely going to grow those next year. Did you know that um, Thomas Jefferson had... Something outrageous, like 76 varieties of peas in Monticello. Wow. I know. Peas are great. Peas, peas are, are great. great. You know, I was having a conversation with someone the other day, and they were like, you know, if I were to just like inherit, inherit land, I would just grow peas. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for the soil. I would just grow peas. It's it's all I want to do. They're delicious. They're snappy. They're yummy. Yeah. The peas. Peas also uh, balance out the nitrogen in the soil. Did no you way. know that? Yes. No. So yes. So when you grow uh peas, yes, when you grow peas in your garden, um then after they've died out during the summer, let's say, because it got it gets too hot. Um, you'll have a very successful next, next crop wherever you've grown the peas. That is awesome. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm so I left my peas uh, and I just like they're they're dead and, and brown and ugly at this point now. So that's probably good. That's probably good. Yeah. Yeah. And put your pea dead stalks in the compost pile and turn them under there because that yeah. will help with the, nutri with the nitrogen in your soil. <clears throat> well, that's great. Yeah. So what is what is the thing that that you're most proud of in your garden? This year I think I really liked my clems, my mm, clematis. Mm -hmm. They did really well this year. And my wisteria is coming on really really well. I have a, a pergola up against the the well house that I it, it was always glaring. Before I put yeah. up that, that big courtyard garden and hurt your eyes to look out there. And now it's completely shaded. Oh, and that's I was wonderful. Thinking, I, I was thinking I'm going to power wash the cement and put a couch and a table out there. And so you can just hang. Yeah. <clears throat> I love it. I do too. Oh, that's gorgeous. And you know who's going to love it is Chester. Oh, he's going to. Yes. Yeah. That's going to be his new bedtime. Yeah. Chester needs a bedroom. 
he does. Outside. <clears throat> so Chester's the dog. So <clears throat> here's the thing. You have to start thinking about next year, even at the end of this year. If yeah. you make if you make notes, even if you don't start till next year, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Or think back and try to remember the things that didn't work. Walk your garden with your pencil and paper or your iPhone and make those notes. Yes. Trust me, you will thank yourself. You may not get to it for five years, but it doesn't matter. You know it's on your list. Yes, very true. Yep. It's like making a grocery list. I love a good list. I love a good list. It's like making a grocery list. You can't beat a list. Yes. You can't beat a list. You can't remember everything. When you're floundering, you don't know what to do. You have a list. You have something. You can go to it. You can do it. Yes. (laughs) And you know that you, if your husband ever does go out and go, all right, honey, what do you want me to do? You've got a list. You've got it right there. You don't have to sit there and think. It's like, dig up that wretched grass I've got going in there or prune this or, you know, it's, it's endless. Yes. It's endless. Yes. So that was what I was going to say. And give your insects a place to hibernate for the winter underneath your flower leaves. Don't worry huh. that your don't worry that your your garden doesn't look perfect all winter. It's not supposed to. Nobody looks yeah. at your garden in winter. And let them have their space to hibernate. Now, some people might say, well that gives the bad bugs a place too. That's okay. It gives the good bugs a place. Yeah. yeah. It's he- it's healthy. Yes. And you also on this list you need to look at what would go well here. I need to buy some Elysium seed. I need to buy some of this. I need to ask so-and-so if they'll give me a start of that. All kinds of things. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Lastly, I would say that <clears throat> during the next few months as winter sets in, go to places in your web uh, on the web that you wouldn't normally dream of going. Like. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Like. Fancy English gardens mm-hmm. <clears throat> and fancy, uh, go to Giverny, Monet's garden, go to uh, Great Dixter, grow to, go to Sissinghurst, go to Hidcott. I'll put them on uh, the website, Haunt and I'll uh, put it on the website. Great places because you need to dream bigger than what you see around you. Yes, yes. <clears throat> the way to play better tennis is to play with a better player. The way to garden better is to look at great gardens. Yes, absolutely. And you get inspired. And I mean, I can't tell you how many plants I had never seen before I looked at the magazine English Gardening. Mm-hmm. Haunt, Haunt got me a subscription. It was one of the most it was one of the most profoundly valuable gifts I've ever been given because each month for nine months out of the year, I would be given pictures of plants I'd never seen before. And they huh. listed them. They listed them. And then I would Google them and I would look them up. And I remember getting a Persicaria bisorta superba. It's a Persicaria. It's a beautiful plant. I saw it at Sissinghurst. It looks like pink candles shooting up from this great big bush. And I thought, oh. what What the hell is that? <clears throat> Gardening Magazine had it. I <clears throat> uh, English Gardening had it. And I, <clears throat> I ordered it from... Um, an East Coast nursery that said, Rebecca, in your zone, I was in California, we cannot guarantee this. And I said, I don't care. I'll pay for it. I'll be responsible. 
I got this three by three inch pot of persicaria. <clears throat> I put it in the shade. It loves water. I watered it <clears throat> because it's only three inches. I can afford to water it. <clears throat> right. Right. I, I watered it. It didn't grow. Oh. It did, but it didn't die. It didn't die. Yes. <clears throat> so what did I do when I moved to Oregon? I dug it up. All three inches of it. I put it in a pot. <clears throat> I stuck it in a garden bed in, in Oregon. <clears throat> I watered it. It's now overtaking the bed. Ah, it just needed the right atmosphere, the right climate. Yeah, because Oregon is much more similar to England than California is. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter if you can you, try. Yeah. Try to garden. You'll have a friend in a place where it will grow. Maybe yeah. they have a start they'll send you. And if it dies, it dies. And you paid for mailing. Yeah. Or you order it from a nursery like I did. I happen to have the cash enough for that, you know, all 12 bucks or something for it. <clears throat> I tried. But there are there are plants, Philopendula, I'd never heard of it. I came across it in a, in a marshy place in England, and it looked like pink clouds. And it was growing in full sun. And I was like, what the hell is this? Oh, it was so exciting. Oh, Elizabeth, I have Philopendula now all over the place. In fact, I want to send you some. I'm going to try yes, to send you some. please do. Please I'm do. I'm going to send you yes. some. Yes. Yeah. So now is the time to start exploring seeds, exploring plants, and figuring out what we dreaming up. Yes. Now is the time for dreaming, right? Yes. And, yeah. and chances are you can go to your public library and look up not only English gardening, but there's another one, Gardening Illustrated, which is um, same company, but they they give you more on plants, not just the gardens. So they're both very, very handy. See if your, um, uh, whatchamacallit, your uh, library has them. Out yes. here, it's common. I don't know if it's going to be common back there. I'll send you some copies if you want some from, from me. Um, that's another Christmas present I'll send. So <clears throat> there you go. <clears throat> I there think, you go. I think that getting excited as you're – I always got depressed about this time of year because things started failing and nature wins. Yeah. Every yeah. freaking year, nature wins. Every year. Every, Every year, things start dying, things start going bad, <clears throat> and uh, all of your work, it seems, comes down to a dry stick. And I'm like, yeah. dang it. <clears throat> well, if you start opening up those magazines and seeing what you can produce next spring, and you rest while you do it, you have to rest. Yes, yes. You have to give your body a rest, but you don't have to give your mind complete rest. You uh -huh. can start getting inspired and excited about things and uh, find out what your neighbors are getting excited about. Split the seeds with them. Give yourself the gift of what's coming next. It's so much fun. It is. It is. Yes. There's always next year. There's always next year. <laughs> All right, honey, what do you have? In, what did you have for dinner? We had uh, we had veggie burgers and salad. Yum! Nice, good summer meal. Yeah. What about you? What are you having? What are we having? We have. I have no idea. Leftovers. It's Monday. Leftovers. I love Leftover. leftovers. <laughs> I tried. I tried to make a shredded garlic, shredded pork with garlic sauce. 
Oh, that sounds good. Hunt loved it. For me, it was a little sour, so I'm going to have to work on it a little bit. Shredded pork with garlic sauce. It's a classic add Chinese a little, dish. Add a little honey. I mean, Asian Asian dishes always have some kind of sugar sweetener in them. So, yeah. And also, I thought about yeah. adding some duck sauce. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Duck sauce would be great on, on that. Mm. That, that mm. would be a... You know, I used to be able to get these two quart jars of yellow duck sauce back east. And yeah. if they came yes. in plastic bottles, Elizabeth, that's what my Christmas present. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can I can source that for you. No problem. Okay, great. <clears throat> I know yeah. where you can get them in glass in, in the city, but I don't know where you can get them online. Anyway, <clears throat> we'll talk later about All that. All right. In the Sounds meantime, good. I love you whole bunches. I love you whole bunches. I'll talk to you later. All right. Talk to you later. Bye, sweetheart. Bye. Bye. Check us out on TikTok at Gardening Related, our website at gardeningrelated.com, and our Instagram at gardening.related. Ask us questions, leave your feedback, and give us some love.